You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. We are live, live we are. It's Chris Denman. Travis Sorrell. I'm Justin Waits. Oh, I want to be Michael Gaines. <laughs> I wish I would have said I was Sam Maul. Shit, I'm OJ Simpson. No, that's not, that's not, he's not part of our team. All right, so let's just go ahead and do that one more time, but everyone gets to be someone else. All right, all right, all right. It could be all a, right Carly. What, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead. Fire no, it up. No. Carly, go ahead. Try we are live. Live we are. I'm Charles, the desk guy. <laughs> I'm Randy Moss. What? what? I'm Chris Berman. <laughs> that was kind of weak. He kind of parlayed off of yours, didn't he, Gaines? Yeah, Mikey usually does. <laughs> I'm Freeman Bosley Jr. <laughs> Former mayor of St. Louis. There you go, Chris. We are live. That's right. It's the Uncensored Podcast. This is usually where I would beat into your brains that you need to come to Target Practice Live, but it happened. It was Saturday. Pshow, pshow. Looks like my chamber is empty. Time to reload. <laughs> we are. We'll have to plan another one because it went so well. So big thanks to everybody who came out. Congratulations. We'll just talk about it right out of the, out of the shoot. Get it, guys? The shoot. I see what you did there. The shoot. Brandon Judd wins the competition a bit of an upset we had uh, a former champion on there we had another guy who's done the segment with us on air several times so brandon very funny and very well deserved win over bobby jaycox in the finals that's your target practice live update thanks <laughs> <laughs> no huge thanks to matthew Ehrenreich, edward jones for making it happen big thanks to uh, bird and barrel here in st louis oh yes thank oh, you coming God. through big so we'll set the stage performance he's good it, guys it's like ed sullivan over here <laughs> off broadway i don't know it's a small music venue they were coming off a very successful night of a cover band that played the night before with some Surprising results as well. A band played the song Smooth by Rob Thomas and Santana. Ended up being 12 times. There was a 10-song set list and then a two-song encore. And it wasn't a set list. It was one song. Song 10 times. Yeah. 275 people showed up for that. <laughs> Congrats to Off-Broadway for that. That's so great and insane all at the same time. At our event, Target Practice Live, we had, I think, over 100 people show up. It was around 100. It was great. And I think before we even get our little recap kicked off, and I'm sure all of you feel the same way, I can't thank the people enough. My word. The we are live out, as a group. Sent out a personal thank you to the Friends of Wall page. I'm still trying to figure out how to work Facebook. I am so, <laughs> so sorry. I apologize. No, it was... I and the reason why I want to before we go any further into the actual show and the content and the comedians and how it all played out, I can't thank people enough. Like there's a real grind behind all of this. Like we sacrifice a lot of time into this. We 
we we are away from our significant others. We're away from our family and well, friends. Well. Uh, the few that we do have, and but essentially, we put a lot of real physical effort into making the grind and getting sponsors and getting people to come and support the show and for the audience, for the have the people that we had to come out and support what we've been trying to build now over the last 17 to 18 months truly meant the world to us. So again, I can't thank you all enough for those who spent money, spent time. Again, on a Saturday night in St. Louis, you're competing against 45 to 50 different events. And so for people to to essentially say- Not not other fledgling radio and podcast events either. Right. Your your budgets are going up against people going to Metallica last night. Right. And so- That's what they're going to do that weekend. And then you go, and again, you're doing an event, um, South City, St. Louis- uh, great venue, but again, you're trying to find a way to get your audience out to see you live, see what you want to do, and also, of course, showcase these amazing comedians for people to make that commitment. It means the world to us. So again, thank you to everyone who was able to make it out uh, to the show, and even for those who couldn't make it out, those who have sent their support to us online, we certainly appreciate that as well. Man, it was good. Everybody brought heat. That's what I noticed about all these comedians. Um, everybody was prepped and ready. First round was great. Kicked off with a bang. Man, Chris Sear started off the show. Excellent, what, 15, 20 minutes he did to solid start the fit, show? Solid 20. Guy did it. Breathless. Very effortless. Funny guy, Chris Sear. We're going to have him on the show probably here in the next week or so. Funny guy here in the city of St. Louis. Uh, one, again, one of those guys I consider one of those comedians that's on the verge. And he's just, he, every time I see him, he's better each time out. For, and that, for, for sure. And for me, that's enough for me to say that I can see this guy easing six to 12 months, maybe even sooner, uh, just absolutely. Just getting more work, being out there more. And he does a great job, so we certainly appreciate him kicking the show off. And then we jump right into it. We got that bad boy started, and it was <laughs> it was electric. When we first did it a couple of months back, we didn't know what to expect. The comedians didn't know what to expect. But now that we're on our third edition, everyone kind of had an idea as to how it goes. And we still it, didn't even get to rehearse it like we wanted no, to, but no. we have a... a, a a base to go off of, no I doubt. I thought the opening acts, the J- Bobby Jaycox and Spencer Techmeyer kicking it off, got the show started well. What did you think? Right Gaines- after uh, Nathan Orton and Ryan Dalton. Nathan Orton and Ryan Dalton <laughs> kicked it off first? Yeah. Why am I out of order? So it was Nathan Orton and Ryan Dalton that kicked it off early. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, I, I don't know. I think now that the comedians knew what to expect, the back and forth, the rapport, working the crowd, the writing... I thought the first round was electric. Yeah, it was hilarious. Everybody was hilarious. It was, I mean, because it's the creativity behind, yeah, you're roasting these people, but then you take different approaches. You roast the comedian across from you while roasting somebody else. Uh, Spencer's approach where he kept with the same joke the whole time that it killed every time. I mean, it was, it was hilarious. I, Carly, you, of course, uh, were one of the, one of the judges. And you've done these competitions before. You've won these type of competitions before. What were you, was your overall feeling of the first round compared to a couple months back of us doing it the first time? Honestly, that was it was really, really hard to judge because I, for some of the comedians, I just like their style and delivery better. But then for other comedians, their content, and you can tell that they did research and it was clever. So it was hard to pick between the two because they were both so good right. in their own with their own style right. going on. So that was the hardest part about trying to 
and that- pick who won each round because. I don't know. It wasn't, you know. And isn't that what we wanted when we started this bad? But we wanted the opportunity where when you, because these guys are so talented, you wanted to put them in a position where if you're in the audience or if you're one of the judges, you're not sure because they're both hitting. Now, they have two different personalities, but they're both delivering We leave the enough goods. open for interpretation, too. I mean, right. if you came out there and sang a song for your part, like, I don't know, that that's you something you could that. do. Yeah. That's, I mean... The the different styles and everything were great, and then we do have a format to it. But even a couple of the matchups where you're like, "Whoa, that was pretty clear who won." There were still so many good jokes by the losing member as well. Too, it was fantastic. I, it was just it was a lot of fun. I just thought the delivery and the comedians just and we even had to speed it up. We which, did, which we it was the first round can drag a bit. Like there's not even that much room for us to dick around. Right. Like we just have to kind of get through it, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, did I say this? Did I get that? It was a uh, crowd was great too. Crowd but, really responded. And, well. and that's another thing. Again, we it is part competition, but it's also still part entertainment. So the objective for us is still to be able to get folks, not just obviously people off the street, but we wanted relatively seasoned comedians, people who know how to work a crowd, people who can be funny, who know timing. And these guys, all of them, uh, know that as well as anyone. And it was, it certainly showed. So I thought the first round, the kick it off, was a ton of fun. We did a twist, though, the second round. A twist in the well, second for, round. Hey, we even, if you've never seen it, we did uh, pop culture figures. Right. We had like Drake, Ellen. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. And Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest, which were great targets, <laughs> yes. by the way. We great came, targets. We <laughs> Toot our own horn. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was me being excited. <laughs> Gains. <laughs> and then we did uh, historical figures. figures. And what were the historical figures? Ben Franklin, Genghis Khan. Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart, that was good. Amelia Earhart was good. <laughs> no one used my burn, though, did they, Gaines? Which, oh, the... But because there was, they were more creative. The woman crash and burn thing? Yeah, no, or the woman just getting lost. Woman getting lost, yeah. <sighs> yeah, they were above that. They were. They were 10 times better than that joke. <laughs> Teaching women everywhere that they can crash and die in the Pacific <laughs> Ocean. <laughs> Shout out Spencer Tech. That was good! <laughs> good lordy. <laughs> And then so we did that, and then we did St. Louis. St. Louis was a topic. So yeah. St. Louis, Louis so we had very Louis notorious for loving itself. Yes, the Loop, Loop Charlie, Chuck Berry, and, and I think we one did other a, one. I uh, feel like what was the other one? Gooey butter cake. No, you said that one. I already said that one. Loop yeah. Trolley, Gooey butter cake, Chuck Berry. What is the other one? Good God, Carly, Franklin. what was it? Ben Franklin. That's not a St. Louis topic. So, sure it is. <laughs> Lou Fest. Lou Fest. Oh, yeah. Well done. And the f- other historical figure was Thomas Edison. Ah, it was fun. That was a that was a solid first. We round. took if being uncomfortable all the time and the back my back getting worse wasn't enough and clothes not fitting. Two hours of people calling you fat that are professionals. <laughs> that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> I don't believe we took it. Heat, I think man. Chris. I think Chris. We just took some for, heat. Like it wasn't the feats of strength that didn't motivate him. No, that couldn't have done it. Well, since we've had one of those, but now, oh, comedians roasted me. I'm not a big. I'm a big boy. They weren't talking about my amazing physique. I wish they made jokes about how good my hair was. They didn't. Now he's all like, I started today my diet. 
I decided that I'm only going to drink green tea and eat dog shit for two months <laughs> oh. to lose weight. <laughs> Grass fed. Exactly. All right, all right. And then, so last time we did uh, Target Practice Live at uh, Off Broadway, excuse me, not Off Broadway, at the side room at the Nano Pub, Pub, at, the Nano Pub, Pub. at South Town Pub. Gaines, um, I just hear the disdain in his voice he whenever he has so to correct us sometimes. Angry. He is like, <laughs> he's like a chubbier, angrier Tony Reale. He's like, <laughs> you're wrong, that. motherfucker. I take sorry, that. Dude. No, I apologize. But we did a video portion for the second round. And. While we liked the video portion, we didn't get the hits or maybe the the bite that we were particularly looking for. Uh, so we decided to revise it just a little bit the second round. So we added a social media element, Twitter. And on this time, the second round, we decided to pick two random uh, monumental events throughout history. And we decided to travel back in time to those moments and allow our comedians to be one of those characters in that time. So the first one, of course, was going all the way back to 1912 to the Titanic, where our comedians had the opportunity to be the Titanic's captain. And they tweeted as the Titanic captain. And then, of course, the second moment was, of course, a moment that lives in time. 1994, June 17th, O.J. Simpson on the run from the LAPD after being charged with a double murder. I thought that that was another creative element that I believe going forward in the future, we're going to add a little bit of seasoning to. I enjoyed that part a lot because it required the comedians to really embody themselves in the moment. I like the social media element to it. It's pretty fun. Everybody loves social media. And who doesn't love the idea of O.J. Simpson in the back of a Bronco being chased by the LAPD (laughs) tweeting at the same time? And who doesn't find it hilarious that the captain of the Titanic would be tweeting? And and guess who played the role of the icebergs? Two of the largest motherfuckers in St. Louis, Travis Terrell and Chris Denman. So you're admitting it. I am large in my shoulders and muscle and (laughs) chest, if that's what you're referring to. I wouldn't call myself. Just because you have black skin does not make it, like you look, you're like, oh, I look thick. No, you're fat. I never bro. said I was thick. Ain't no grown With man calling C's. around telling With him I, said, I feel like people in the audience have decided to call me that. Thick AF. <laughs> Carly, am I thick AF? Mm, what? Am I thick <laughs> AF? I can't. Your mic's not working. Mm, you asshat. Bobby J. Cox Ooh. versus Brandon Judd. Great finals matchup. These guys brought it, man. They did. They had three minutes to essentially roast they each other. They did a good job of bringing us into the fold, too. They really let us have it. I, I I think uh, people would call that a cheap pop, but I also think we deserve to be roasted. I think that if Especially you look at you. us, I, uh, I didn't get as much heat as Chris did. No, I can't uh, make fun of black guy too much. No, I cannot. You really have to walk a thin line. <laughs> the now, the, the it crowd got to, will turn on you. They mm-hmm. will. And the, what they also decide is like, you know what? Because we can't make fun of Travis too much, let's bring in Chris and his significant others. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. It's like, ah, do we do one more Travis joke or do we do three more on Chris and his girlfriend? <laughs> yes. Let's go Chris and his girlfriend. So I, 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 I'm sure she enjoyed that element of being dragged even, into the fray. Even when they make fun of you, they make sure to bring in Chris right, for protection. Right. You can't do it like that. But no, Chris fat too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, he fat. He fat too. Travis here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was fun. So yeah, it came down to uh, Jay Cox and Brandon Judd in the final, and um, the judges decided that it went to uh, one Brandon Judd. So yeah, I don't think Congrats, that's, 200 bucks to Brandon Judd, 50 to Bobby Jay Cox. It was uh, a evening of great entertainment. It's something that we enjoy doing, and it seems as if. if 
the crowd and the audience and people who listen to us enjoy it. So we're going to continue to work out the kinks and we're going to continue to I tell you what, kinks build on not, it. That was a great. We got so much good feedback. I was. I felt like I was pretty clunky. Up on, I I was not happy with how I I did, and then everybody gave us so much good feedback from the show itself that, I mean, just move forward. We got a few things to improve, but I, I think Carly, will you compete in the next one? I May, think you I've been thinking about it. Maybe I think you I think should. It's time to get your ass. That's what it works. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, I don't want to do judging anymore. You've got to. Well, and that was the thing too. You got to have judges that. Uh, w- that are prepared and have something sharp to say, that's tough right off the bat too. And then having you, who you do comedy around St. Louis, I don't know how harsh you can be, and it's not like we want people to be harsh. So judges will be interesting to fill out. Bill Veggie, thanks to him, banned from ringside, stepped up and uh, was a judge, Matthew Ehrenreich. So it was great to have those guys on, but I think that's something that we could also do something different with too. So yeah, I think you should compete. I yeah. think it's at that. I think again, we've. It, I, I'm not calling these, you know, preseason games, but I feel like with each new target practice, it it has gotten better to the point where I think uh, uh, the next one will be the one where I think all the elements will come together. And this is not to take anything away from what we did on last Saturday. It was a ton of fun. It was great. We're very particular about how we present these things. We're very particular about how. We put on live shows, so we, we feel confident at this point that we know what works, what doesn't, and with everyone's support and feedback, we believe that this is something that uh, maybe more St. Louis's and people abroad will begin to yeah. tune into and enjoy. I'll tell you what uh, everybody was tuned into is those uh, chicken nugs in the green room, bird yep. and barrel. Yeah. Mm. Except one person. I'm not going to call any names. His name uh, a disgrace sounds to, like a disgrace to fat men everywhere. Mm, I would say uh, it sounds like Lycol Pains. That's what his name sounds like. Carly, you didn't eat any. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you lie in your pockets with him? I uh, she thought about it. I did think about it. I didn't have pockets though. <laughs> but uh, no, I did. I ate enough for me and gains, and then leftovers <laughs> the next day. Good, good. Wait, there were leftovers. I gave some no, to the bartender. No, I had enough to have left. Oh, my God. I was going to say, did Carly like, literally create a stash <laughs> and hide them behind the stage? And when everyone left, decided to walk out with bird and barrel chicken? It was so damn good, Gaines. Let me tell you about it. If they were to somehow put the booty meat of Scarlett Johansson and Rihanna <laughs> and then deep fry it and put some hot sauce and some ranch on the side, and you bite into it. Think about that. Think about that. I looked them up on uh, Yelp later to look at all their... <laughs> Meals, Did you really? That's, that's you do, do kind of pleasure yourself to I online I looked up their menu before I even picked it up. <laughs> Pretty serious, huh? <laughs> it Car- looked great. Carly's like, yeah, yeah, there was supposed to be uh, four boxes of chicken, not two. They have a, they have a thing called the mother clucker. It's funny. <laughs> they, Because uh, chicken and mother. Uh, mother they're mother like, do you need help carrying this out to your car? I was like, you obviously don't know how much I order a takeout <laughs> for like, myself. Have a so like I have a system. I have my body contorts Literally, to be able to carry food play. to the car. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so funny if Carly developed a side hustle. She's like, yeah, yeah, we got another event tonight. Ma'am, this is the fourth uh, time uh, you've uh, been uh, here this week. <laughs> and Carly started the Cirque du Soleil when she goes and picks up oh, items right. from to go. She's like, are you... Balancing that on your toe? Yes, I ordered tons of takeout. Dr. Seuss shit. <laughs> this is piece of cake. So it was great. We great again, great sponsors, great audience, great venue. And again, when you're the encouragement to get to do it again, that could have went really bad. If fifteen people showed up to that, which 
15 people have shown up to much more talented, much more uh, well-publicized shows. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. Right. With that kind of turnout, now we'll go do another one. I don't know. I'm thinking beginning of fall into summer. I think we should do another one. I agree, and I think Bush Stadium should be their next venue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just do a bigger venue each time. I think it makes sense that we do a. We'll be humble. We'll <laughs> close off the uh, the section directly behind the stage. Right, right, right. You know, we'll you don't do want that. people yeah. to only see the back of it. Yeah, because that, you don't see those red seats up top. But we'll we'll fit something in for thirty thousand. No, mm-hmm. again, you're, Chris is right to his point. To be able to have people come out and support us is going to encourage us going forward to be able to do this. No, it's exciting, again. man. And so thank you again. Can't thank you guys enough. You want to do some mic check? Hold on. I don't oh, know no, no. I'm is trying to avoid working? your little thing. Hey, Sa- Sam, can you, can, you, can you please work on this? Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check, where Mike checks the news. It's Monday. Oh, Gainsey's upset. He had to wake up early and didn't do radio. Not Travis. Even a, not even a happy Monday. Go to hell, pal. Travis. Well, that was a joke, Travis. Oh, sorry. Your idol's in the news. Who could my idol be? Billy Boy. Bill Maher. Oh, boy. He, uh, he had a rough, uh, oh boy. rough Friday night. Oh, boy. During interview with Senator Ben Sasse. Sasse. Sassy. I don't know. Republican from Nebraska about his new book. I wish Travis's last name was Sassy. Sassy. Travis Sassy in the mornings. <laughs> I wish. Mar said, I've got to get to Nebraska more to wish Sassy. Earnestly replied, You're welcome to we'd love to have you work in the fields with us. Mar narrowed his brow. Corn, it's a big corn state. Work in the fields, he said, raising his palms. Senator, I'm a house N-word. Yeah. Did not go over well with the Twitter tweets. Your uh, your white Democrat liberal right friend thought it was okay to uh, use the N word. That was just a general statement, but uh, not not the smartest uh, PR move for yeah. Mr. Mar. You want to go? Uh, I think the popular meme right now on social media is, uh, "Hey, I'm Kathy Griffin. I absolutely torpedoed my career." And then uh, Bill Maher goes, "Hold my beer." That was his hold my <laughs> are we, beer moment. Are, we, are you guys still cool with the hold my beers, or if we? If we I, don't, I think I'm done with I them. Think I, you know, but sure. yes, it makes sense. I get it. I get it. But, it, but it, you're not clever if you do that. Let's but, say that he's at his hold my, his beer moment. I, I thought. Oh, I, I don't think it reached um, for me personally. I can only speak for me personally. I thought it was obviously inappropriate, not funny at that, and absolutely out of bounds. Bill Maher would later apologize. Um, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to the lengths of calling him a racist. Uh, I didn't care for it. Um, and as far as my outrage meter, between a scale of one to ten, I got as high as a four. And I where you're just like dumb, but you know he's not. Racist, and, I, and, I wasn't, and I don't think I had to justify whether or not me calling him a racist or not doesn't change the fact that if other think he is, then so be it. I just thought that it was an off-color comment. He tried to be funny. He thought he was in a space where he could say that, and clearly it's not, uh, especially for me being a, a person who's a fan of comedy. And, and from time to time, I've actually enjoyed some of the commentary from Bill Maher. But um, in this particular case... I just thought it was another thing in bad taste, similar to Kathy Griffin, just in bad taste that wasn't funny, and that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not asking for Bill Maher or Kathy Griffin to be fired. I don't think they should be. Uh, I don't think he should be terminated. I even saw a silly article about him losing his Emmy nomination pub. 
I don't think it rises to that level. It was just off color. It was a terrible idea. Some errors in judgment. You terrible error in judgment, and you move on. He thought he if was that edgy, it, and he thought people yeah. could expect it, and you ain't. Yeah, and it just doesn't fly. It wasn't That's, even in like discussing the value of the word or when it's okay. You know what I mean? He was just like, oh, I'm I'm hip enough. I can just drop right. this in and. People uh, don't really feel the same. And again, and I and I and I don't police people on what they should do or how they should react to the situation. But I I will advise that you don't don't tell black people how they should react to it. Just my thing is just to be like, oh, I, I may not react that way, but I'm not black, and just move on. But don't don't get on Facebook or Twitter and tell black people how they should have reacted to Bill Maher. That's the that's the part where I say from my community. And everyone else out there, just let let those who are that upset, let them get it out. You don't have to retweet it. You don't have to respond. Just let them get it out. And I can assure you by Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll be talking about something that Donald Trump tweeted. I can almost be certain of that. So it happened. and I, But I don't think this will dent his career. Uh, do you? No. I don't think this dents his career. No. And I think... Well, uh, and like HBO really helps with that. Yeah. Because they're kind of they're not like running the, the commercials right. that, like it's not like the same as like a Bill O'Reilly where they you have don't, the sponsorships exactly attached to the guy. You don't have the VP of sales for the soap division of Procter and Gamble yeah. calling the studio head right. who now it, it, this isn't your underlings are talking it out. This is that's how those conversations yeah. go. It's right. like hey, I'm making an executive decision. And I'm making it for you. That doesn't happen and that, as you know, much with HBO. Yeah, and that's why HBO did what they did, so they could do stuff like that where people right. don't have to tell them what to do. Which is interesting. And then also, Bill Maher has a career of saying extremely controversial stuff. The guy is very anti-religion. Uh, I remember back in the day, in fact, when his show was actually on uh, regular television before he went ahead and took his deal over to HBO, I believe his comment was uh, essentially calling American fighter pilots pussies because they fire at their target from 200 miles away and they don't look at the eyes of the enemy. And that was a huge hubbub. And he was essentially kicked off, I think, ABC at the time. Well, I'm the, going off that, memory. Well, that was also that was the comment about um, terrorist. Uh, being very brave individuals. Right, right. And so he is, he has a history of saying controversial things that rub people the wrong way. And again, I think this falls into that particular category of Bill Maher trying to be funny, failed miserably, fell on his face. He'll be okay. People probably watching real time this time next Friday. In fact, he'll probably have his highest rated show. What else is in the news, Mike? Derek Fisher. Oh, boy. Late uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, ran into a, uh, like he was crossing an overpass, ran into a barrier, and uh, flipped his car over. Oh, shoot. And then arrested for suspicion of DUI. Yes. The uh, disgraced New York Knicks coach, basically. His, uh... He's, uh, now he kind of just... Hits on current NBA players' wives. I think that's his shtick. Ex-wives, okay. Ex-wives he hits Sh on. Ex-wives. <laughs> um, gets into fights with them at their ex-wives' homes. That's his That's his deal right now. I thought he was the one. Who, okay, I thought he was wronged in that situation. I mean, it's oh, Matt no, no, Barnes' ex-wife. Right. It was Matt Barnes' ex-wife, and then got he it, was it, at it. I was thinking it was house, his ex And then Matt Barnes it. came to the house that he was yeah, at. I don't want to answer that door. Yeah, Matt <laughs> Barnes' kids was like, oh, mommy's friend is here. And mommy's Matt Barnes who? was like, mommy's friend who? Derek. Like, Derek. And, was, and Matt Barnes was like, oh, the guy I used to be teammates with? Uh, Matt Barnes. I'm on my way. <laughs> Matt Barnes, power forward. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Fisher. 
point guard. Yeah. You don't want that heat. No. And if you have all have seen Matt Barnes before, Matt Barnes is the guy that, you know, the, have you ever seen that hood basketball player? Like at the rec, you're like, man, I know he has four bodies. I know he knows where the bodies are buried. Like he slipped through the cracks and somehow made it in the NBA. So Matt Barnes isn't the person you probably want to mess with his ex-wife. Mm-mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if we later learned out that Matt Barnes probably like bumped the back bumper of Derek Fisher while he was driving home drunk <laughs> and caused mm. his car to flip. He did. Matt Barnes is known as the guy that is most famous for shoving the ball in Kobe's face and him not flinching, though. So that's that's kind of tough. Yeah, Matt know? Barnes is one of those guys. Derek Fisher, his, uh, his after... Yeah, he should have kind of just gotten... invested some money in maybe some hot dog stands and kind of <laughs> chilled. Like he should have opened a sports bar. No, he's yeah, he... he's yeah. And again, it comes back down to an. I, I don't want to be the guy that just preaches the get behind, uh, get a Uber or drive a cab. But for fuck's sake, guys, seriously, come on! Like how many? Like it's like an athlete every two weeks in a DUI accident or incident. Like, what the, is it really that difficult to use? There's a huge, extremely popular, two extremely popular ride-sharing services that you can take to get from one point to the next. How hard is it? Like, in the age of people will physically drive your car to your place, and then you can Uber them from your place to wherever they need to go? The biggest barrier outside of a male's ego would be budget for that, right? Right, right. Like, he does I just not, I, that's not an issue. He's not right. behind that budget, exactly. so... What's your reason? Like, and again, I think if you are if you're out in the town, and you want to drive your Lambo. Like, hey man, if you're gonna be doing that, you gotta understand that you have to be willing to pay somebody maybe a couple hundred bucks to drive your Lambo back to your spot, and then you pay for Uber I, for them to get to where they need to listen, go. Listen, we all make mistakes. We're all human. I get that part. You know, sometimes you have three beers and you don't think about it, and then you would get pulled over and technically you get a DWI. Right? That's not necessarily flipping your car while hammered or whatever. But I did talk to a lawyer once who was a, he represented DUI cases all the time. He literally, he's like, I made a decision. He's like, I, when I chose to be, to mainly defend DUI cases, I can't smell a beer. And it's just, there's nothing. You, he made a hard, fast rule. He's like, too many police officers and prosecutors want to throw me away for debunking their their not their, their prosecution so many times right there he's used to defending that he made that decision to just literally never drink and drive it's a rule these guys need to make that rule too why no, no they don't to make personal rules i don't know with fear in the spotlight like that i mean i, I don't know man it, i mean it's just you make like you do stupid things when you're drunk sure so sure so make it a, a steadfast rule if you can afford it and it's you know 99% of the time but why not just when have, a ride share is available or but something why not just have it, that man? as a person like my thing is it's one of those um, and I only, know everything's easier said but, it's, it, but, it, but, but let's be honest also yeah we but it only takes one like Derek Fisher. What just, if he would have killed people? That's too, my question yeah. then. So like, so yeah, maybe Derek Fisher has probably done this a few times, but it only takes one. He flipped his car and he only hurt himself. He flipped his car and he hits a bus of kids coming back from. And I'm not uh, coming down tournament. from Mount Pius. No, I know, no, but this, I'm saying yeah. is you got a guy like. But I think what you're essentially saying is that you're Derek Fisher, you're Tiger Woods, you are. It's going to be bigger than Michael Gaines, Travis Terrell, Chris Demon getting poor. Or even now, if well, even I wouldn't one of compare th- the Fisher and Tiger Woods situations. So. Yeah, they're a little bit different, and Very but different. I still think when it comes down to it, it's a matter of responsibility. 
Okay. It's still a matter of responsibility. And again, my thing is, we're only saying this now, and the only reason why we're, eh, well, you know, it's drinking and driving because no one else was hurt. I don't think we're having that same tone if someone's killed or severely injured. I don't, I, it's not that at all. It's it's that I don't think we realize that these people are human at all. No, I do. No, I, I do. Think, I understand I know, that. No, I, I get ahead, that Chris. part I'm for sorry. sure. No, no, no. I, I get it for sure. But at the same time, I mean, I know regular people that make these hard choices as well, that they literally will never drink and drive. They do that stuff. I don't know. I, it's, I, it's better to not. We'll just say it's that. better to not. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, I think it's not a matter of not thinking them as human. It's just thinking of them as you have perhaps more resources than the average person. So for you to still end up in the average person situation is mind-boggling to me. When you can have a driver, when you can afford X amount of dollars for a cab, you, you can, can literally afford drive. a DUI too. Sure, and I think because when you're normal people like us, we really can't afford yeah, that's that. True, they can. That's a very good point as well. What else you got, Mike? Uh, the two new Nashville Predators fans, Rex and Rob Ryan. <laughs> oh, what they uh they get a catfish? Or they were they hanging out in Nashville. They were partying in Nashville all weekend. Awesome, sat on like an outdoor patio a little bit so people could approach them, take their picture, and then something happened with the table and the waitress was there and the manager was there, and then they got in a skirmish with some uh, frequenters of uh, Nashville establishments. Uh, I just want to say these are thugs. Get them gains. Thuggish yeah. behavior. Get him gains. Um, and I don't think we should tolerate <laughs> this in our NFL. Have you been people to this? representing the NFL. I Have think it was Paradise bar? Park, but I couldn't tell from the uh, picture. But I think it was, which is like the trashiest bar on Broadway. I, if they were Jerome and... Tamika Ryan, they'd be thrown under the bus. I know Gays is being funny, but no, it's kind at this of point, it's getting like, to a point where you're what if those, if what that if was those two patrons, of his wide receivers? If what was, if those patrons told him? Uh, I always take it. What if those patrons were like saying, like, "Hey, I fucked your grandma last night." Like, what if that's what they were telling? Well, that's them? what happens to a lot of athletes. Like, like that's Charles, what I'm saying. When Charles yeah. Barkley threw the guy through the window, and mm -hmm. like, like, I mean, Do, the, I, the, I guess the, I, I guess I tend to the off, hear people out because I mean, I always say that I'm just like with these guys, you don't know what's said. Oh to them. yeah. So I'm coming from a different place, but no, I bet but I think the point is that right. people usually don't hear athletes out when right. this happens. Right. But Which in fact like, I would. People right. are people are like laughing at this and be like, oh, they're so funny. They're the crazy Kooky. brothers. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Carly, you being courtside, I would imagine, like, working for the Grizzlies, like, you heard fans say a bunch of things. What were some of the things you heard fans say, and have you ever seen the, the players react and almost go, I'm going to fuck this motherfucker up? I can't remember anything specifically, but yeah. You've seen like the people I, in the crowd just say shit and one of the Grizzlies players or maybe the opposing team just turn around and go, I want to fuck you up. They'll, I mean, they'll rec they'll notice that they said something and they'll definitely give them the death stare. Do, yeah. I don't know how Make it you know that they heard it. Oh, right. wow. I don't know how you don't have that come to Jesus. If you're like, a, like the dudes that were involved in the, uh, the, what do they call that? The, the fight at Auburn Hills with the right. Pistons and everything. Right. When Ron Artest at the palace. Yes. When Ron Artest comes into the crowd and you suddenly realize he's six foot eight, two hundred and sixty pounds, and you're a five foot ten drunk dude from southern Detroit. Like the fact that you don't have that moment like this isn't an this isn't a video game anymore. This is a 
finely tuned machine coming after you. Like the lack of awareness with some of these people in these situations and they're just generally drives me alcohol nuts. Fused. Well, and I guess you, you you get yours too. Like that uh, and that's the thing. Like and I and I, and this is where I do see them as human in this regard. And that I mean, obviously, I wasn't there, but you know, you want to go out no matter who you are. You want to enjoy the company of the people that you're around, but you imagine that someone. We've been to bars. We know how guys behave. That someone probably said, hey, Rex, suck my dick. I, that for me. Nice career, douche. Right. That for me, or if that was something along, like being antagonistic to someone who's a celebrity in public, I think that's when we strip everything else. I think we should throw celebrity aside. Let's look at it from a straight human standpoint. You're being an asshole. So whether I'm Rex Ryan or Rex Smith, I should be allowed to be human in that moment and either confront you or kick your ass. Like, I think it's just so pussy that people would go and go, hey, hey, Mike Conley Jr. suck my dick, knowing that Mike <laughs> Conley Jr. can't like that. get up and go into the audience and punch in the face. There's more at stake. I think, though, when that happens, I think we should say, I think the police officers and security around go, yep, you just decided to call this guy, told him to suck your dick. We're going to leave the room. And we're going to let you figure it out. We're not going to press charges. We're not going to break you up. Come in, Mike we're Conley's just... drop down. Sucking his <laughs> well, he made it. That's he, the funniest option. Yeah, well, he made a decision. But I think, <laughs> but that's where I am. I think if you, and again, I don't know how this started, but I, I feel like someone went, hey, Rex, nice hair, you pussy. Or something along those lines, and Rex being Rob would have probably been the hair guy. Okay, Rob. I can't, I'm so confused. But They all look alike. They, well, they're twins, aren't they? No. Are they twins? No. They're not twins. Older, younger. Really? I believe Rex is older than Rex. I always thought they were twins. Yeah, look the same to you, huh? Yeah, they do. But I think you just have to, at that point, I don't mind it. Again, like I go back to the situation in Detroit. Motherfucker, you throwing a beer at me. I'm sorry. I get to go in the crowd and whoop your ass. I, I should be allowed to. Another law says otherwise, but you threw a beer at me, and I'm supposed to be like, well, you know, after the game, the crowd threw beer at me, and I didn't appreciate that, but you know that happens. We'll get after him tomorrow. No, that way, no no human being does that. You wouldn't. I, if someone came to you right now, Chris, being the major celebrity that you presently are, <laughs> if someone was like, hey, oh. Deadman, suck my dick, what approach are you taking? Uh, the Mike Conley. I'm just dropping down. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I don't know. Why, that, why that's not? weird. If somebody just approaches you like that, you got to think something's wrong with this person. Although I like to think I'm I'm cool, calm, and collected these days, and I am for the most part. But then I also like started to like turn like pull over whenever uh, two drug heads started flipping me off the other day. So I don't know how Do you think I you react. can handle that. I might like if they if it was there and they were challenging like friends or something. Like that, I'd be like I might just be like, well, let's see how an elbow tastes. I don't know. <laughs> Do you can handle that. You become a big celebrity and someone tries to challenge you while you're out in public. No, I didn't grow up with siblings, so I don't know how to argue or fight with people. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a really good answer. Do we have a special mic check uh, correspondent today? We do. We, we do. Okay. All right. What's who is this? Uh-huh. Who who is this gentleman? Who is it? Okay. He's... Oh, hey, oh, Sam, Mall. Out, Sam Mall. engineer and star of the roundtable from last week. Happy Monday, everyone. Ah, <laughs> nice. I like this guy. Yeah. Nice pull. He gave us a happy nice Monday. Nice pull. Yeah. Okay. So so here we go. So we brought Sam in. So, okay, what happened? Gaines' favorite artist of all time, Santana. Santana. You may know him from smooth Grammy-winning single, Smooth. <laughs> uh, so I guess he played the national anthem at the NBA Finals 
the other night, and there's him on stage with a guitar amplifier and a microphone plugged directly into the guitar amplifier where the guitar amplifier should be. Okay, yeah, totally normal, right? No, yeah. (laughs) The first thing is, I don't even know how you would find a cable that would work on both ends. Like, they had to go out probably and search for a cable. Like, we gotta get this mic plugged into this guitar. Was this some kind of, like, marketing assistant that thought it would just look really sweet to have it like that? I don't know. This will look great in a shot on TV. It's just, it's weird because it like had to be the highest production value event in America that night. <laughs> right. And, and nobody was like, this Bushy. looks stupid. Yeah. Right. I, I made the observation off air, like it looks like if a baseball player had a football helmet on and they were doing a promo <laughs> for the MLB. <laughs> That's how stupid it looks to anybody who like plays an instrument. What are you doing? <laughs> that is so strange that in a lot of times it'll happen in movies that involve sports or something. There'll be something that would like, if you watch a mixed martial arts movie, there'll be something that would never happen in an MMA fight or something like that. So to hear it from the technical side of things on something that a small percentage of people probably know why that looks, but it's so glaring to you. Well, and it's not its not like it was like an understandable thing. Like, it doesn't make any sense at right. all. The, it, right. it was more work to make it look fucked up than it would be to just right. have it not at all. It's like, why did you do that? It's like if he brought a... <laughs> Guitar made out of tin cans and twine on right. stage. And like this pl- looks hip, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the update from the audio corner, Sam. You're but welcome. I think to Sam's point. Thanks, Sam. Woo! But I Chris, love that I made that up, yelling at Sam. Isn't that funny that I made that up? Son of a bitch. That was good. I will say this though. I think the percentage <laughs> of people who noticed it may be larger because. It is the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, right. And so a lot of people like musicians, know their musicians. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm sure there were actually more than you think that were probably like, what the fuck are they doing? Um, there was a guy who was tweeting like Santana's, uh, how he would actually do the national anthem. And he's just like, man, it's a spangled one. <laughs> <laughs> we watched Or the Ramparts Under the Moon. You got the kind of banner that gave us proof. Give me your free, make them brave, or else forget about it. I'm a fan. That is great. Uh, before we get to a fair or foul, uh, we do want to acknowledge something that unfortunately happened to one of our castmates uh, over 24 hours ago. <laughs> I was like, we don't need to hit stuff. Well, I'm just okay, saying, no, but okay, unfortunately, that, yeah. well, well, she was out hunting. And uh, she was, you know, you know how Carly gets when she's in the woods looking for food. And she came upon a pack of wolves and a pack of wolves. uh, They lost. But naturally, Carly was wounded. Carly, you care to just give a brief explanation as to what's going on? Three bandages on her face. I have rabies. So Carly. (laughs) Chris told me I have rabies now. Chris did not walk Carly through this. I didn't even think anything of it until Chris was like, no, you have rabies now. Chris just simply just looked at Carly's face. Is that dog up to date on his shots? Uh, yeah, sure. Because if not, and then I went in the other room and gonna... texted the owner, like, hey, Gary's up to date on his shots, right? If that dog's got Gary the dog, yeah. <laughs> but did you get a confirmation? Yes, yeah, Gary's head. He recently get... has surgery because he's handicapped. And the dog his... is, yeah, he has a wheelchair. His back legs don't work. Wait, you got attacked by a dog in a <laughs> wheelchair? Dog. Oh, you left that out. Wait a why damn you, minute. Why did you put the ramp going to your face? <laughs> Wait. 
Man, nice, we were nice we were getting along. We, I was petting him, and he was wagging his tail. We have pictures up on our social media of how Carly interacts with dogs. And there then, is a yeah. very, it's, I'm very okay. It's a very huggy. I'm very aggressive, and I love too hard. And he was giving me mixed signals, and I took it the wrong way. I tried <laughs> to go to first base, and he didn't like that. No means so no, he, Carly. He was, and then, then he bit my face. <laughs> Woo, like hard. Yeah, there's Here a bruise am, under this band-aid. Or was it like snap? It was quick? like a big snap, but it was like all of a sudden like the um the the lady owner like was like, Oh my god. She was standing right there, she's like, Oh my god, and I was like, Is it bad? She's like, You're bleeding. I will say I mean there's you, a big you teach, bruise. You teach children not to put their face in dogs' faces. I thought he was gonna like it. He was yeah, wagging his tail I and gotcha. shit. But how we were getting along. He was wagging he his, just, his wheelchair. He, well, he, they didn't have him in the wheelchair, so he was just dragging along oh. for a little bit. He had, he had just I know. evacuated his intestines. Like that dog and family guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like the old man. Oh, my gosh. I was just trying to give him and some then, love. I didn't know he was handicapped. And then I'm in here saying, I'm like, make sure that dog's updated on his shots. They're going to have to cut his head off and test his brain. If not, because that's how they test him. <laughs> You got bitten by the Stephen Hawking of dogs. I really did. <laughs> now what? <laughs> and, it's a, and even just yesterday morning, I posted the status being like, man, I'm in a funk. What does everybody recommend? <laughs> he said, and quit, then, he said, quit bitching. You're not in a wheelchair. And then, and then, <laughs> You're not a dog with a wheelchair. I got bit by a dog like five hours later. <laughs> dog bit by a in the face. Oh. In the face of all spots in to get the face. In the face. In the face. In the face. <laughs> Nobody likes it in the face. Tease and peace. No one likes it in the face. Oh, Man. Yeah, it's a pretty deep bite. Gonna, they like the owners were like we you you should go to a, a minor med because they're like we don't they call like, that a puncture wound they're like you might need stitches but and I'm like no I'm good you know what this no. would be great for our downloads if you took your friend to Judge Judy mm-hmm. that'd be great <laughs> just the, and then, take the dog and then they take wheel, the dog they wheel yeah. the dog. <laughs> you were totally you were totally no way that dog no bit way. you <laughs> yes do Gary's it got the face just, oh. just make an agreement with your friend be like hey this is just if be could, fun if we're not Gary gonna could you I would walk in with like a fan of the opera mask you on you should be dramatic Travis oh you wanna play that game Gary Travis if Gary could talk well Bitch started off, she parked right in the spot. She used the handicap yeah. saw. Like, oh. yes. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, Carly, I'm glad you're all right. Oh, man. You're right. I'm acting I mean, all I tough. I'm like, be. yeah, they ought to lop that dog's head off. I'm <laughs> not all right. I, my face is covered in Band-Aids. And then I told you you had rabies. <laughs> Chris not subtly just goes... You gonna die? Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, it is like, a big <laughs> deal to have rabies as a human. Chris I watches didn't six know seasons that. of yeah. He watches six seasons of freaking The Walking Dead, and he just knows how it's yeah, gonna I'm start. Yeah, I'm just cold. Yeah, that's how it goes. Well, best wishes. Thanks. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> T's and peas. Are you guys uh, ready for the segment? Or do let, we have time, Chris? Let's do a quick one. <laughs> oh, that, that's Mike checking the news. Hey, give us one fair or foul, then we'll get out of here. Fair or foul. Bill Cosby's sexual assault trial begins today. No, but that isn't the foul affair part. Keisha Knight Pulliam, who of course Rudy. played Rudy on Cosby, escorts Bill Cosby to the courthouse. Fair oh. foul. Who did? Rudy, Rudy escorting Bill Cosby to his sexual harassment trial. Rudy. Fair foul. I mean, 
Gaines sounds like he's going foul. Anything to do with Bill Cosby's hella foul. Yeah. Rudy. Rudy could have, you could have sent a nice. I think he asked uh, Raven Simone first. Because <laughs> she was. Uh... What if What if he replaced Rudy halfway to the courthouse with Raven Simone? What if he calls her like Raven because he <laughs> forgot which I'm one to sure switch? I'm happy Raven is here. <laughs> Gaines, Rudy. what would he say? Oh, hit him, Gaines. Give it to the people. <laughs> that way you say it's Bill Cosby and you do it. It's Bill Cosby. Give it to the people. <laughs> well, who's judging you? Who's judging you? The people. <laughs> That's a great fair foul. What a way to end the show. <laughs> that concludes today's fair or foul. Big thanks to Sam and Shock City for making it happen to us today. Big shout out to that lightning bolt for ruining our morning. Uh, everybody else, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to... Uh, and I don't think I shouted out Brother A Bear on the fuck St. Louis Gary. Live, but yeah, fuck Gary. <laughs> you go steal Gary his the handicapped dog. Don't bite people no in the face. It's my wheelchair, bitch. <laughs> We're back uh, Wednesday with We Are Live, the Uncensored Podcast. See you then. Now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network.